Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up and welcome to Believe in High School Basketball. I'm your host, Bryce Ronquillo. Episode 4, numero 4. We're here for it. So thankful, so grateful to be on air today. Thank you for joining me. Believe in High School Basketball is proud to be a part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals and the number one network in Los Angeles for sports podcasts. Let's get it. Wednesday, November 25th. You guys will listen to this on the 26th. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. I know 2020 has been rough, but I know for me, I have so much to be thankful for in just this year alone. I graduated college. I got married. I started a podcast about my favorite topic and much, much more on top of that. I'm very, very thankful for you guys, all my listeners who make this show worth it. You guys are the best. But hey, let's let, let's get into it. Episode four, we got the road to 50. Uh, we got Big East making some noise with some big commits. Elite 100 recap and some thoughts and advice to players from yours truly. Let's start off with the road to 50. That's the countdown to 50 states playing high school basketball. We had four states who kicked off their season Monday night, North Dakota, Tennessee, Florida, and Kentucky. And you may be wondering, oh, but IMG and Montverde have been playing games, and they're in Florida. Florida, they've been playing for months. Yes, but they're not regulated by their state federation, so they can play whenever they please. But however, due to wanting to reduce travel, at least that's what I'm assuming, a lot of these big prep teams are playing more of a local schedule. I notice on Max Preps, they're playing a lot of local teams, um, and and that's going to benefit the local teams. They're going to get some great exposure against some really good teams and uh, in, in a safe environment. But We'll touch more on the current state of the virus and playing high school basketball later in the show. Ohio began today, the 25th. We'll have a big top 50 matchup in Ohio with Archbishop Moeller and St. Vincent St. Mary's on December 5th. The Cincinnati powerhouse, Archbishop Moeller, they have won 74 out of 75 games these past three seasons, they have been dominant. And St. Vincent St. Mary's, they have their prolific senior, Makai Bronham, and probably the best team the school has had since LeBron James put on a uniform for them. So look forward to that matchup on December 5th, Archbishop Moeller versus St. Vincent St. Mary's. Idaho and Pennsylvania will be 15th and 16th off the list. Their first games are starting on the 28th. That is the road to 50. We also got some big commits in the Big East. Four schools, four of them in the top 10 recruiting class for 2021. That would be next year's recruiting class. Why is this happening in the Big East? This is almost looking like the Big East of old. When they were all the best teams were in the Big East. But let's take a look at it. DePaul, they've climbed into the top 10 in rankings for the recruiting class. They're currently ranked ranked nine nationally by 24-7 sports. 
They're 11th on Rivals and number 14 in ESPN. This is the highest ranking they've had since 2003. In 2003, they had a pretty big recruiting class. Even then, I think they're only 15. So let's just call it the, the highest recruiting class for DePaul ever. And, man, they got they got a really good group coming in. Got a mod Bynum, Chicago native, played at Simeon. Very, very historic school in Simeon Career Academy. He'll, he'll be attending there. Keon Edwards was another big one. He goes to Hillcrest Prep, but he's from Pasadena, Texas. Four-star recruit. Top 50 in the ESPN rankings. And just a, a really prolific athlete. We also got Bret Hart Jr. from PHH Prep. Bret Hart Jr., I'll talk a little bit about him uh, after I, I go through this list. They also got David Jones from the Dominican Republic. He he plays on the Dominican Republic national team, and he, he currently plays at Taze Valley School Christian in West Virginia, four-star recruit as well. Then Kot Yat from Anchorage, Alaska. He plays at Norcross High School in Georgia. Another four-star guy. Plays Arizona Supreme AAU. So across the board, DePaul has just been getting it done on the recruiting end. Like I said, Bret Hart Jr., he's a guy I personally coached in in camps. He, he He's from Arizona, so he would come out to some of the bigger camps here. In SoCal, had a chance to coach the kid. Very, very talented point guard, lefty point guard. He's got a really good feel for the game, some decent athleticism, can really shoot the ball, and just a worker, just a hard, hard worker. He, he works out with trainer Von Compton, who's one of the best in Arizona, and man, this kid can grind, could grind. I think he's only ranked like a two-star prospect. But I expect Bret Hart to really, in a couple years, be an impact guy for DePaul. Now we'll 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 see a shift. I I believe in the Big East with they have some really good teams, man. They're really 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 good teams out in the Big East, and DePaul is starting to climb the ladder, trying to fight for some spots. They had a good. Com- they had a good recruiting class um, in 2018. So in a couple years, these next couple years, don't be surprised if DePaul is fighting for a Big East championship or even trying to get into the big dance. Another really good commit in the Big East, Mason Miller, is joining my guy Ty Ty Washington at Creighton. That puts them in the top 10 nationally with his commit Mason Miller from Houston High School is Mike Miller's son. And he has all his traits from when he was younger. Big, forward, can play guard, can shoot the lights out of the ball. Mike Miller was athletic when he was younger. And and Mason Miller shows that. He's got some really good athleticism. And so don't be fooled. Um, Don't think he's Mike Miller, older Mike Miller. But Mason Miller going to Creighton think is a great fit so Creighton also loading up this year 
The other two schools that are in the in the top ten are Villanova at number four and UConn at number nine. Like I said, the Big East might be coming the Big East of old, where they're gonna be there's gonna be a resurgence in some of these programs. You know, as of late, Villanova's probably been the most dominant out of the Big East, but we're, we're I think we'll start seeing other teams come up in the Big East and really be competitive on the big stage and. I think they're certainly better than the back than the Pac-12, and so to even consider these schools and like mid-major, some of them, and to look at Pac-12 schools, consider those high-major. The Big East has been better, and they're taking players from the West Coast, so they're taking our players over here on the West Coast, taking them over to their schools, and they're beating us. Marcus Howard, Marquette. Gave USC 50 last year. 50. He was absolutely killing them. He didn't even get drafted, which was so surprising to me, but he ended up getting signed to Denver, if I'm not mistaken. And Denver, I think, is a great spot for him. And he'll develop there, and I think we'll eventually get on the floor for somebody in the NBA if it's not, if it's not at Denver. They are very guard-heavy. After all, but he'll be on a two-way. But the Big East, look out for them. They're coming back. Now, the Elite 100 was this past weekend over at PHS, the PHH facility in Phoenix, Arizona. And the camp was popping as usual. I did not get to go. I really wanted to. But I was, I was able to keep tabs on social media. I knew some people there. I mean, I used to work for them, so uh, I was able to keep tabs and a lot of talent came through and like like I've said before this is a great camp for underclassmen and under the radar players to make a name for themselves this is not Pango's All-American where they only take four star and up this is a camp where if you are trying to get your name recognized you can go to these camps and compete against some four and five star guys compete against some D1 guys and make a name for yourselves. And especially it's good for for some of the underclassmen who are, are up and coming to really go and play against some juniors and seniors and some post-grad guys and, and really get your name out, really show what you can do. Now, what's the best way to get your name out there? It's to go out and dunk on the number one player in the country. And that's exactly what happened this weekend with Osiris Grady, the sophomore from Coronado High School in Las Vegas. And he did that to Chet Holmgren, the number one player in the country this weekend at Elite 100. And he broke the internet. And it wasn't like a a tip jam. It was coming down full speed on the court, takeoff, middle of the key, two-hand jam all over Chet. And I was like, dang, who is this kid? And I saw he was a Las Vegas Punishers player. Shout out to the Las Vegas Punishers. They do a great job out there. And Osiris, like I said, really made a name for himself from this camp. He got a Cal Poly offer. So he, he goes and dunks on the number one player in the country. He comes out with a Cal Poly Pomona offer. Or excuse me, Cal Poly Slow offer. So... Hats off to Osiris Grady. We're going to keep your eye out on you. Big 6'7 guard. 
athletic. Keep your eye on Osiris Grady from Coronado. Now, Team Sizzle also showed out strong. Chet was obviously on another level. Yeah, he got dunked on, but you're a big. You're always going to get dunked on at one point or another, especially if you go to these high-profile camps. But, man, the kid's on another level. His ball handling and decision-making is what stood out to me. Particularly, like It looked like he came into the camp and was like, I'm really going to work on my handles and try to show that off and show my passing ability. And, man, just how he handles the ball like a guard. Like I said, he reminds me a lot of Bull Bull. Reminds me a lot of Bull Bull when he was in high school. But problem with Bull Bull is he, he didn't really have much of a motor. Wasn't really a, a hard-working kind of guy. At least that he, he kind of just went through the motions, it looked like, as he played. I'm sure he works hard. I'm sure he's working hard over with the Denver Nuggets. But Chet is a high-motor guy. He is always playing full out. So, really like what I saw from Chet. I talked a little about Donovan Smith yesterday because he, he made some noise playing uh, against Yipsy on, on ESPN. Got to see a little bit more of Donovan Smith. He's a scrappy, tough very skilled ball handler and shooter. Yeah, he's undersized. He's only about 5'9", but he's going to go to a program and he is going to really make a name for himself because, one, he's super skilled, he can shoot the ball, and he's tough. He's got those three things, the trifecta, and he was able to do that on display at the Elite 100. Man, there were times where he was battling with other guys, going playing defense and going making shots on the other end, so really liked him. I thought it was some of the bigs who stood out from this camp uh, by a fall. And, and they're, they're, you know, some underclass bigs as well. Two, two sophomores, actually, or a sophomore and a junior. By a fall, class of 2023, plays at Lutheran High School in Parker, Colorado. The dude dunks everything. It, it, it wasn't even funny. He, he was just literally going and trying to tear down the rim every time. And he was really impressive in the post. Really had good good moves inside. Showed he's got some strength to go up against other bigs. And really just around the rim at all times. Runs the floor super well. Good hands. So, by a fall, pretty highly regarded. Four or five star guy. I believe he's a five star player. He looked really good. As an underclassman big, only a sophomore. Now, Jackson Kohler plays at American Fork High School in Utah. Played at, at Wasatch Academy. Played for uh, LeBron's AAU team, you know, with Bronny in them. And Dior Johnson. Jackson Kohler was super impressive from the little bit I got to see. Now, if you haven't seen Jackson... You know, he's a traditional kind of center, about 6'8", and doesn't jump off as like an, a, a super impressive athlete. But when you see him play, man, do you see his value. He was going at Chet. Now, Chet's got, what, three, four inches on, on Jackson, and Jackson was going out of his body, moving him up and under, getting away from the shot blocker, 
and finishing at the rim. Super impressive with the ball in his hands in the post. Might not be another post player, traditional big, who's got post moves like him in the country. That's saying something. But at this level, Jackson Kohler has been getting it done. Now, you can look at... Here's the problem. People look at the NBA and they're like, oh, traditional bigs aren't in anymore. We want European-style bigs. You know, big, long shooters, Porzingis-type guys. You know, we, we want we want those type of bigs, Anthony Davis type guys. Well, there's still some huge value in the traditional center and the undersized traditional center. Look at Big O. Look at o- o- Onyeka Kongwu. He's only 6'8". He got drafted 6 by the Hawks. And he is a traditional undersized big man. Bam Adebayo just got a max deal. He's what, 6'9"? He's not out there shooting threes. He's out there making a living getting to the rim and playing D. Taking his team to a finals. Montrez Harrell, sixth man of the year, 6'8". Traditional big, traditional center. And and when I watch Jackson, I, I can see that some college program is really, really going to benefit from having him they're going to win a ton of games because of the value he brings. He, he reminds me a lot of, of Yoli Childs, played at Utah last year, and you think he's on the Wizards. He, he didn't get drafted, but he, he signed a, a two-way deal with the Wizards. And Yoli, about the same size as Jackson, but a big frame, big body, won a lot of games with BYU with his toughness inside just out-toughing other bigs, getting rebounds, scoring out of the post. That reminds me a lot of uh, of what Jackson brings. So, yeah, Jack, guys like Jackson are still super valuable. The traditional big has not gone out of fashion. Just look at the NBA. Yeah, the European big is in, and it's the cool thing to have bigs that are 7'3 and can shoot threes. But you have undersized bigs that are traditional centers that are getting top 10 draft picks and signing max contracts as well. So don't overlook my guy Jackson Colher just because he's not seven foot and because he doesn't shoot threes all the time. He can ball flat out. So it's holiday season. And for Hoopers, you don't really know what like a traditional holiday season is because you're always playing basketball. Like I used to have a joke, like I've never had a true this Christmas vacation or, or a new year's vacation because you're always playing around this time. Thanksgiving, same thing. You get one day off Thanksgiving and then you're playing in a tournament the next day or you're in practice. So because of the challenges that COVID has presented us, there's a very different setting. And to add insult to injury, COVID numbers are up around the country. Now, coronavirus in our country has been super highly politicized. And I don't really want to get super deep into that. But what's going on with how our country and, and our governments are handling the virus 
is affecting our world, the high school basketball world. Yeah, it, it affects us, the decisions they make. So I want to talk about it. Lots of tournaments are getting canceled. Lots of really big tournaments. The Spalding Hoopal Classic just got canceled. They're not going to reschedule it to 2021. Other tournaments that have gotten canceled, the Brass the Bass Pro Shop Tournament of Champions in Missouri, City of Palms in Florida, the Chick-fil-A Classic in South Carolina, Iolani Classic in Hawaii, and the John Wall Invitational in North Carolina. These are all huge regional tournaments where the best of the best come out and are on display for the country to see, for coaches to take note of, for scouts to evaluate, and we're not going to get that this year. It's going to be very, very different. So so these teams that were supposed to play in the hoop hall, like Montverde, IMG, Yipsy, Prolific Prep, Coronado, DeMatha, like we're, we're going to be missing out on a lot of really awesome basketball. A lot of really awesome basketball. And they got canceled. Now, I'm going to tell you guys a little story. I, I got a text the other day from a, a close family friend who's a high school coach at a local high school here in SoCal. And he was just reaching out uh, because he, he wanted me to put me in contact with some coaches. And he wanted me connect connect him to with them because his kids aren't playing right now. So we see other states, like I'm doing my, my, my road to 50. We got 16 states that are going to be playing this week. And we got, sorry, I got to do some quick head math. We got 34 other states that aren't going to be playing. And kids in those states are missing out. So while these other kids are starting to play their season, while these other schools are getting started, it's great. But kids in California... Kids in other states, they, now whether you think these massive shutdowns in California or other states are essential or ridiculous, it's a fact that high school basketball players are getting the short end here. Now, that, that like that's just laying the setting here. High school basketballs are getting, the, these athletes are getting the short end here. They are being hurt by this, by the shutdowns, by the virus. Now, everyone's being affected. Everyone. So how do we overcome that? I'm not just going to come on here and complain and talk about this and and blame the the governments. Although they do share a lot of the responsibility of what's happening. And I, I do believe that there should be some efforts put towards to because there's a lot of efforts going to vaccines and and that's great and all but I, I think things would move a lot quicker if we tried to get instant testing more accessible so like for example my my sister she she thought she might have had covid and she had a wedding to go to, and so she had to try to get an instant test, a or a yeah one of those instant tests, 
man, those things are almost 200 bucks. Luckily, they got it worked out, insurance covered it and all, but man, 200 bucks for an instant test? That is insane. So what what I think it should should be done is like let's find a way to get these instant tests more accessible to the people. Make them super cheap. Well, let's get them, you know, 5, 10 bucks, whatever, and you can instant test on a day, kind of have that recorded and then go like show like yeah I don't have covid and then you can go play your game. I think that will kind of help turn the curve rather than you know you show symptoms you're quarantined for 14 days. That's just my personal opinion. You can think what you want, but that that's my two cents on this. Now, back to the solution here for players. Players if you're listening to this you don't remember anything I said in this whole podcast, take this away, please. Like the coach who texted me trying to get in contact with other college coaches, you got to have a coach who's in your corner. If your coach during this time has kind of just left your team alone, that's a big problem. If you guys aren't having Zoom meetings, if you guys aren't keeping each other accountable, that's a big problem. If your coach isn't reaching out to other colleges to market you, that's a problem. And you need to be in the hands of somebody because the fact is you you can market yourself all you want, but what these college coaches want to see is what they want is someone to vouch for you. They want someone who they trust to be able to tell them about you and tell you your your strengths and weaknesses. And then that will get them intrigued. So you need to have a coach in your corner. You need to have a good coach who is marketing you to other college coaches and who is keeping you accountable during this time. The second be the second thing would be Get some game tape. If you don't have it, please get some game tape together. That stuff is gold right now. Gold. You might need to travel. The Elite 100 was just in Phoenix. Find out when the next camp is going to be. Get out to one. Get some game tape. Here's the, the... the time that's really going to like separate you as a player from someone else. Because you got to take responsibility. You have to decide as a player. I'm talking to players right now. Talking to high school players. You have to decide what you are willing to go through to be a basketball player at the next level. What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to push through. Now, if you can get through a pandemic and if you can get to a college, get on a college roster, you've already won. You've already won right there. Cuz that's a drive, that's grit, and that will transfer that will transfer over to whatever you do in life. That is my two cents on how high school players should be addressing 
their seasons, their development, their basketball career during this time. Thank you for tuning in to episode four of Believe in High School Basketball. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave a review as well. I love feedback and I want to know what you guys think of the show. You can also get updates for what's next on the show by following me on social at Bryce Broadcast on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to follow. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.